0: Under the Water Tower, a production of Fellowship Baptist Church, located in Marble Falls, deep in the beautiful Texas Hill Country. Join Fellowship's staff and leadership while they explore, study, and discuss Bible passages. Here are your hosts, pastors Joni Wallach, Misty Grimm, Daryl Fishbeck, and lead pastor Dr. Jamie Greening.
1: We didn't plan on doing this. Um, This reminds me of uh, a cousin or two I have, completely unplanned. Um, when we made the schedule, <laughs> <are> you okay?
2: <laughs> as he takes a big old <laughs> drink. <laughs> Coffee almost went out his nose. That was awesome. I was
3: curious as to where you were going with that. Well, now you know. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: well, we, we built the schedule for our podcast for the, the listen season. We covered all those wonderful spiritual disciplines. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to those yet, shame on you. Wait till you feel an appropriate level of guilt and shame. And then you can go listen to them. You'll feel better.
3: The, to the topics about uh, non-judgment mm-hmm. and, and transformational versus transactional mm-hmm. living. Mm-hmm. So. Prayer,
1: <laughs> things of that nature, yeah. non inducing. So, um, but we had something that was amazing, absolutely amazing. So we decided to add to it. It's, so this is bonus round. Uh, one of our listeners.
2: You act like we have more than one. <laughs> we do.
1: We, we, I can count at least three. Yeah, for real. Right? At least three. One of our listeners, our, 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 we have threes of listeners, threes. Uh, throngs. throngs, sent us an email requesting this. And here's what uh, he requested. Jim, thank you so much. <laughs> You're amazing.
3: One of our five-star listeners. Five-star yes. listener,
1: Jim from Marble Falls. Uh, what we are excited about is he said what he would like is a one more podcast on numbers 20. Now, that seems kind of obscure unless you've been hanging around fellowship for the last and couple of months. Attention. And paying attention. So, Daryl, Joni, Misty, why would Jim ask us to cover, one more time, Numbers 20? What's up? Is it just because you know he put all the chapters in a Bible in
3: a hat and pulled that one out? We're that's, just as that's confused as you are. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> Have we, has, is that relevant to our church in any way? Oh, you're seems killing It like a souls. random... <laughs> Because yes. that was our Linton passage. Yes, <laughs> while we were doing
1: podcasts on spiritual disciplines, the the Linton series in our sermons was from Numbers 20. And the 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 flow and the feel we used. Now, all those sermons were pastoral in nature, and that was the 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 basic context of all of them. So when you preach, you have certain kinds of sermons you may do. You may do a doctrinal sermon. You may do a programmatic kind of sermon. You may do an evangelistic sermon uh, or pastoral sermons, and these were all pastoral in in nature. Uh, It emanated from me from several years ago, and I'm looking at it right now. My Bible's open. Uh, I'm reading through the Bible, and I had just made a note in the margins of my Bible. This chapter is one pain after the Mm -hmm. other Mm -hmm. uh, because it stacks on top of each other, and that's all I wrote. Uh, And then when I was going through last year, working through the preaching schedule, I stumbled across Numbers 20. Because when you're thinking about what you're going to preach, looking at the Bible helps. (laughs) And I was, (laughs) so I'm thumbing through, and I I said, ah, I looked at it, this would be perfect for Lent. And so at least I thought it was. Mm -hmm. And Jim apparently wanted to hear more. We did five sermons on Numbers 20. Which are also all online. They're all online at uh,
2: www.fmf.life.
3: Which you don't even have to I do. I was about the to say the, w- the triple W is probably inconsequential. It really is.
1: It, do you still dial one before numbers on your phone? I don't think you have to. It's I weird. Know.
4: I don't know. Some I you do, I think, right? Some When you put them in your phone, sometimes you have to put a one. It's like know. the
1: automatic. I used to, to I no, figured if that you, out. anything long yeah. distance, you had to put a one in front right. of it. Which I didn't realize until I started traveling a little bit. That's just our national code. Mm.
3: Speaking of the past, Joni, do you, were you alive when you actually <laughs> only had to dial... No, not this was pre-cell phone. When you actually only had to dial the seven numbers. Like 833, whatever, yes. blah, blah, blah. Yes, Okay, just checking.
1: <laughs> seven numbers? I can remember when you used to dial... Just the four? <laughs> well, it's, it was the
3: last digit of the f- prefix and then mm. the four. I remember when Nine. you had to pick up your phone because you were on a party line and make sure someone else wasn't already talking to their that. aunt yep. in you, you never had a party
1: line. No, I mm-hmm.
3: learned all sorts
1: of things I on party too. lines.
2: And I loved that my phone number growing up um, spelled it was two six three best. So that's oh. how I gave out my number two six three best. I bet you the wanted best. that number. It was your
1: <laughs> <laughs> now <laughs> all <laughs> now <laughs> all of our threes of listeners are calling that number. number. That's pre- right. Area code prefix eight three zero.
2: No, it's five one two. I had an Austin. I was in Lake Travis right. area.
3: That's right. Yeah. I Sorry, I totally right. derailed this. there, but I Felt us. like it was important, <clears <clears throat> throat> was important. Those are all numbers <clears> too. To age shame, Joni. Number. Thank you.
2: I appreciate that.
1: I I really having a hard time figuring out where I was at on this. But what I was talking about is the the past. We did the five sermons on Numbers 20, uh, and each took a look at each of these different panes. If you're not familiar with Numbers 20, it may, you know, do you well if you listen to the podcast, maybe pause and read it real fast, or just trust us with our facts, (laughs) Uh, or maybe get your Bible out and follow along as best you can. But the way I stack the information here is you run uh, Miriam dies first you know, verse one somebody dies yeah, so that's so that, a that, great start that's like a Coen brothers movie right <laughs> and then you have the complaining these these complaining which is a special kind of pain and then Moses strikes the rock which should be good but actually it's bad because he doesn't do it right mm-hmm. and then they're told no you can't come this road they want to go through Edom's road they said no you can't go this way and, and they
4: even ask nicely
1: well, sorta. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I I,
1: I will I will forever have sympathy for the king of Edom.
3: They asked nicely, but they had reputation. I know, <laughs> if, if but a, if
1: a million Moses people... Moses is
4: spent by this point, he's like, "Please, just let us go through." Now.
1: A million people show up and want to travel. We, we will be good. We just want to travel we through. We just want to
4: go through. You know,
0: we won't is, eat nothing. We won't touch nothing. We
4: won't drink nothing. We just want this. Isn't do it. the same
1: kid? This is the kid who hits the ball under your yard and comes in and yeah. gets it real fast. This is this is like a. A nation wants to come through. I mean, th- this a, I have great sympathy for the king of Edom. I'm not saying he's right. I just understand his position.
2: I kind of feel like he undersells it though. Moses is like, We'll we'll make really good choices all the, all the way through. I think he undersells it. I really do. Like they have been rebels bring the entire tourism. time. Like two seconds earlier he was calling them rebels and A then. A bunch he's of college
3: like, kids going to South Padre on spring kids. break. Exactly. I'll, <laughs>
2: I'll have control of them when when Moses, have you had control of them? Yeah, I, I when? think you're right.
1: Yeah. He he is assuming way more than he can deliver. Absolutely. Uh,
3: lot of the headings over this chapter are like the contention in the people uh-huh. of Israel. Like, yeah, Moses they're gonna knows, they're gonna be good. They can't even be good amongst themselves. Yeah.
4: Moses knows he's on his way out anyway, so he's like, you know, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> I ain't gonna stick I ain't gonna be here to see it all.
3: Like youth pastors, the last day of camps. <laughs> I don't care, just do what you want. I don't <laughs> care <laughs> ever. I'm I'm out Burn the place down. Yep. <laughs> burn, burn it down. I'm not
1: coming back till next year. Yep. The and then the last section is this long protracted death of Aaron. I mean it it's so repetitive and protracted that it's, you know, begin to ask what's the reason for all this repetition and protracted nature of it. Mm-hmm. So it must have greater meaning. So we d- we covered those. Uh, I preached four of them. Fishbeck preached Moses striking the rock. It did a great job, by the mm-hmm. way. That's good. Um, he likes to hit things. The um, <laughs> the the theme was just pain and hurt. We're looking for that that pain in each situation we don't have to cover that here i think jim just wanted to know what our thoughts were on it what you guys might have thoughts so i want to kick it to Joni and misty who didn't get to preach if you were going to preach one sermon from this text numbers 20 what would it be maybe mm-hmm.
4: well mine, oh, go ahead you go first mine would have been in um seven right well, go back to six. The Lord spoke. The, then Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the entrance of the tent uh, tent of meeting and fell on their faces and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Because, you know, Moses and Aaron, instead of just falling out just in front of all the people, you know, they like held their dignity and they tried to hold it together until they went and, you know, to where they knew they were going to get the help. And then it was just like, ugh. Please help us.
1: That's a great, again, pastoral in nature, a pastoral preaching point or just application. How many times in our life do we just. Hold Hold it it together together. in front of everybody else.
4: And then when you know where to go, and it's like, and Moses wasn't by himself, right? It was him and his brother. And so they were able to go together and just let it loose. And so I thought that was pretty powerful.
1: Mm, Okay. Mm,
2: Good stuff. I I would like to point out that I love that Miriam actually gets a name here, because not many women are actually named in the Bible. Like, out of the entire Bible, only like 15% of the names are actually women. So... So that she gets a name is, I think, important. So strength.
4: Mm-hmm. She played yeah. a big part,
2: yeah. too. We love Miriam. Well, I do, too. I mean, Miriam makes some bad choices, but... They all do.
3: Yeah,
1: who doesn't? Who doesn't? Right. No one yeah. gets out... Literally, no one gets out alive. They all die before they go to the promised but land. But real, right, right. Uh, For their own... Specific, uh, here's the question, though, from... I, I agree. I think Miriam probably is a much bigger influence than we know. And so the pa- chapter of pain starts with her death, but she just gets one line. Yeah. Right? So I wonder... Does she just get one line thematically because we're going to build up for Aaron? And Maybe Aaron's death is a little bit hers too, mm-hmm. like when they're connected, or is it, oh, Miriam died, they moved on? Mm-hmm.
2: I think her death was just different than Aaron's. I think I think Aaron's was so much wrapped up into the disobedience where hers was, was not as much. Mm. So if I was going to preach out of this um, passage, I would... Uh, probably choose um, verse 13 Um, the uh, these are the waters of Meribah where the people of Israel quarreled with the Lord and through them um, he showed himself holy and I just think it's such a good testament that if we quarrel with who God has put in charge that we're actually quarreling with God
1: be
3: careful I, there. I was about to say. Mm-hmm.
1: bag I'll let you. <laughs> she opened that door.
3: I'll let you walk right on through it. This is when guys start preaching about women who are mm-hmm. in yoga pants and not there when Getting the prodigal comes done. home.
0: I think
2: that's different. I think that's different. I think, I think they knew better. I think it wasn't a faulty leader, a corrupt leader. And um, I don't know. No,
3: in that situation, no. But I... I the first thing when you said that, all I thought of was I've seen many pastors stand up and use that as a way to be authoritarian, that mindset.
1: Let me, let me push, because I, I, I don't believe in elitism, and I don't believe in, you know, um, using the scriptures to justify arbitrary choices. Um, however, I do believe that all uses of authority are not wrong.
3: Oh, completely. Yeah. So
1: just because you're being authoritative does not mean well, you're authoritarian. Author- I know, and that's what I'm saying. I'm just being very clear. Uh, so appealing to authority is not always bad, but when you use it for nefarious or selfish reasons, therefore Well, it yeah, is. because
3: I think this goes back to our podcast one or two back on, on submission. When we were talking about because we had this very exact same conversation about there are... because um, you
1: keep repeating yourself.
3: Well, it's because I, I was listening to what you said, and I do pay attention. Um, but you were talking about that same idea that there is need for proper leadership and a- authority in certain situations, but then it can be taken and abused. Um, and I think even in the ministry, you see a lot of people get big headed because there are people that want to attribute specialness to you because you've got this position and um, that can be addictive. That can be um, intoxicating. Mm. But the
1: people aren't quarreling necessarily just against Moses. They're quarreling against God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not I saying that's, that's the, the case here. I'm
3: right. just saying I was re- basically very specifically reacting to the point you
1: made. Mm. Oh. <laughs> so how would you <laughs> preach that? Joni, would you preach it as a narrative? Like I'm going to, Talk what about. Was this verse thirteen? Verse thirteen. 13. It, it's Numbers twenty. It's in the Old Testament, the Pentateuch. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. Thank you. <laughs> you the, can use I those tabs it. in your Bible to find <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where is your Bible? This is
3: becoming a recap show. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we don't have thyme for that time, <laughs> but we do now. Thank we so you. So
3: you run through um,
1: that sermon style. Uh, what pre- how, how you lay out your sermon is. Uh, Fred Craddock argues the form is half the battle. Mm -hmm. I think he's probably right. So would you lay that out? Here are different things we quarrel about today. Would you just stay in the text and say, here are the things they quarreled about? Would you maybe tell a long, protracted story where you had an argument with someone? How would you want to tell that?
2: I did not think that far ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that part really stuck out to me. But I do think... Um, we relate to the different narratives and so um, probably just what was in the text and kind of they knew where God was leading them they knew that God was good and had provided for them through all of these things they knew that Moses was their leader but yet they still um, were rebels and I I I think sometimes we are tempted to say they, 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 like we would be any different, but it's not like we would be any different because
1: we never quarrel with God.
3: Well, I, w- and I would be a they. To yeah. take mm-hmm. it a step further, I mean, you could say Moses then did the same thing by striking the rock. He right. acted just like they did because mm-hmm. he he got to his breaking point, so to speak, where mm-hmm. he was like, I either I don't care, or I'm angry, or I don't trust God either. And, you know, I
4: think it's all of chance. those things. Yeah, because he says, uh, you know, um, when he spoke. God told him to say that. Where is it? And he said, "We." So he's in. You know, he's saying. And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice, and water. Co- oh no, that's not the word Then Moses and Aaron gathered an assembly. Here now, you rebels, shall we bring water for you?
2: I love that he calls them so, rebels. That's
4: my favorite part. <laughs> but you know, it's like rebels. you know, he's dragging his brother on in in that too. That's how I start off deacon meetings. <laughs>
1: Come on, like, in, you rebels! He's
4: rebels, but he's saying that you know he and Aaron.
1: You ever had a rebels meeting? No. Twice in my ministry, I've had to do that where you get all the people who you know are plotting against you and you put them in a room and you just say, all right, I want to hear mm-hmm. it. Yeah,
4: I've been in one. I I want,
1: you've, been, you've been a I've, rebel. Been it was. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was
4: one of the rebels. Or it was like, a, I don't know. She just sat there and she wanted everybody to just say, okay, this is it. Tell me what I've done wrong. What do you have against me? I mean, she was just letting people just. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, talking you, about that, yeah, Did they do that though? Yes, it was. Pa- it was quite because powerful. Because sometimes
2: I feel like when people are called on the carpet, like, "Hey, tell us everything that's mm-hmm. going wrong," then they're like, "No, you're fine. We love you." No,
4: well, crazy. if you there were some, not and, everybody, okay. but there was a few that came came.
3: Before I make a point, what was your motive in doing that? What were you trying to accomplish? Survival. How? How though? What were were you trying to learn something? Were some you, of it's trying to learn learn.
1: I will be honest and say I pretty much already knew,
3: right? I right? don't learn
1: anything, but giving people the, uh, the opportunity to actually say it in a formal setting as opposed to, you know, over coffee the or pie. Shadows. <laughs> well, because um, I've
3: been listening to some podcasts about some mega churches and, and, Shocker. and the, the, the power You don't
1: ever listen to podcasts about the, churches. The
3: power plays that go on in some of the, the dynamics when someone has a grievance and it becomes semi public they might get called in but then they are either shamed or somehow intimidated to be put in their place to be quiet because there's such a big structure going on um, I've and,
1: never and, been in a church that large where that kind of power play was at, at, at right my, my my desire and by the way I don't want to be in a church that large
3: well and that's that's what I'm saying my I'm desire is I'm mostly trying to dif- dif- differentiate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were coming from a place, like you said, of survival, but of trying to find common ground to heal, to move forward, to to resolve. Whereas in some situations, and Misty, I don't know the context of your situation, what that was about. But um, sometimes it it's the motives on the other side are just as impure as the people say in the the bat. You know, I'm trying mm-hmm. to get dirt on them, or I'm going to put them into place. It just it's it's not healthy. Right. No, um,
1: I am not going to say that my motives are always pure because I'm a sinner. I'm caught up in like everyone else is. But in each of those instances my desire was always to actually to give them an opportunity in a formal way so they knew I heard it Yeah. and we can move forward. And I've also learned not quite the, oh you're fine, it's all fine. But my experience tells me if people get a chance to say it in Mm -hmm. a formal setting, it disarms the power of the gossip. Right and of the the faction that is being built Mm
4: -hmm. and that's where my friend it was a friend of well i worked at the school in coleman and um it was she was a principal there she'd been principal there for years and she got to just a point to where she was getting close to retirement and there were just a lot of things going on and she is a no nonsense i mean she's really very cut and dry very honest i love her we're good friends and so i i commended her on that because that was hard for her to sit there and listen to that but she was able to receive it and she just wanted it all out in the open and on the table and like jamie said kind of kill anything that was you know going around because she just wanted it to be done
3: there's a term or a phrase and i guess you'd call it psychotherapy or talk therapy or relational therapy of it's called rupture is
1: it it therapy it's Mm -hmm. therapy
3: but rupture and repair and it's and it's in the context of relationships when something happens that ruptures a relationship than having the tools to work to repair it and and move forward, which is what Mm -hmm. I hear you saying. And then you made a comment in there also that made me think of our podcast about confession Mm -hmm. because when things are confessed and brought out in the light, there's an opportunity for either them to lose their power or Mm -hmm. for maybe some repair to take place and stuff like that. I don't remember which podcast that was, but get a nice review of podcasts here today. What
1: I've learned with, with, with quarreling factions and, 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 Every church has them. Mm-hmm. Every organization has them. Absolutely. Period. Yeah. Whether you're at the, the public school or you're a pol- political group or you're <laughs> your workplace. Um, <laughs> every group has their factions. And sometimes that's natural. You just have affinity groups. Mm-hmm. But what I, when they begin to kind of quarrel or get irritated or there's some uh, powerful, not, I don't just mean the sermon ran long today, I mean... The general direction that we're heading is not good. Mm -hmm. That sometimes they may actually have a point, Mm -hmm. right? So if you just listen to them, you can hear reason and logic. And usually, there's usually one or two people in the midst of them who are just rotten seeds, and they're trying to exert power and Mm -hmm. dominance. And they, some people are just naturally schismatic, but the vast majority of them are not. They've been, they've only listened to one presentation which is the grumbling side mm-hmm. and when they're in the room and they hear it and then you have a chance to in their presence say not um, the words that i'm looking for is not refute but you have an opportunity to speak to it and, and at least give your motives that often they go oh i didn't and so they're reasonable people who love the lord too they're not sure. bad people yeah. i yeah. think
3: a lot of times things like that are rooted in fear I'm either losing control or like you said this is going a direction that's scary or, or, or unhealthy and first John it talks about perfect love casts out fear and when you do that it may be just dis- a lot of discomfort in doing it but you're allowing everybody to speak their fears speak their truth mm-hmm. speak their concerns and then like you said respond to it and steer it reaffirm that your motives are to love them as people unless you're like, no, I don't like you, and I'm, I'm all about building my kingdom here, whatever. Uh, but, but, but you're creating a space where some of that, the fear, it's just like uh, the, the, the monster's under the bed. Mm-hmm. It's because it's dark, and then when you turn the light on, and you can see things, like, oh, it's not so bad.
4: Yeah, But Cl- Aaron didn't get that chance. With all the dirt. And transparency. You know, what are we always talking about here at, at church and just in your life mm-hmm. in general? That transparency is vital, yeah. and I feel like that's very important.
3: What what did you mean by that?
2: I was just saying like in this passage Aaron didn't get that he didn't get that opportunity to repair anything.
3: With like, who? I got lost.
2: Just in just in general, like like it's just passed on because of his disobedience mm-hmm. and and now you're done. Well maybe They're he still, repaired it
1: by dying. Maybe. I don't um, know. Mm-hmm. So here's a question, and I want to get back to the glory of the Lord before we get to it. How far away are we in? Thirty minutes? Twenty two? Twenty two good 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 no
2: lawnmower stories that that would give us 12 more (laughs) that would be episode
3: (laughs) two why do
1: you hate me i don't hate Um, you i'm listening so i want to get the glory glory of the lord but the 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 miriam and aaron were working through here the quarreling and the grumbling did miriam's death turn out to be a blessing and here's what I mean. For her, she missed all that pain. Mm. I don't think I preached that in the sermon that I preached uh, because it's a little, it's a little hard mm-hmm. to think about those who died actually got out easy. Um it's the only the good die young. Mm-hmm. None of these None of these are None of these are young. They're all Miriam and Aaron and Moses mm-hmm. are exceedingly old and decrepit.
2: Do you think Miriam was their whoopee person? Like their,
1: their... Wait, 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 wait. What was that word? Whoopee?
2: Whoopee, like whoopee. W- like, like I whoopi.
3: thought you said whoopee. And too. I was like, ah yeah, no, I don't no, no, think no, that think was Miriam at all. No. Whoopee. And whoopi. explain like, whoopee for people like, who are like, you what?
2: Know, like, the, like she kept Security them calm blanket, and secure yeah. and now she's gone. And so like now they're just...
1: Certainly, you know, certainly, I don't have
2: that voice of reason.
1: She represents the women in the group, mm-hmm. um, and she gives them voice. Mm-hmm. The, m- she's the older sister
4: she came oh. after her brother, so
1: she's the older sister, she's the one who watched Moses and the bull rushes, mm-hmm. right?
2: I bet she never let him forget that either. <laughs> mm. You remember when Why kept are you you alive? Why are you I kept you in I bet
1: she didn't either, and I also bet. Uh, Aaron got tired of hearing about I'm it. I'm sure. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Moses like, yeah, I'm special. And mm-hmm. M- Aaron's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think I wonder if Miriam didn't get out early mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. get out easy. Uh, mm-hmm. And that may be why her th- the pain seems to stack up on each other. Mm-hmm. This is why I think that the death of Aaron is actually longer. Cause it's, it gets short. It's the death of Miriam, quarreling, uh, glory of the Lord, uh, strike the rock, Eat Aaron, on, and then Mary's Aaron. death. Yeah. It seems that like the pain builds yeah. on each mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. If it had just been one pain, it'd be right. different. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the ways I read it.
2: So, do you mm-hmm. think when they grieved for Aaron, they were grieving for all of that, all of the loss, all of the pain, it, the, the I 30 think, days? I think
1: textually, yes. Now, here's the 15 bazillion dollar question: How long does Numbers 20 take? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I can like tell you, the three of you and the nine listening. I have no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've read and studied and looked and studied, and and there are some people who are very confident in what it is, and some people who are not. I'm in the uh, I'm in the are not. I know that they come there to the uh, Let's see. the wilderness of Zin. I know they get, they get to that place and uh, Kadesh Barnea. I know they get to that place. I don't know if they're there for the whole time, 38 mm-hmm. years. Where they go wandering around and come back to it again? Do they do some excursions? Is Kadesh Barnea where they always come back to? It's the same Rocky Strike somewhere else. Right. You get mm-hmm. that feeling. Uh, but but oh, how, how long are they there? Mm-hmm. So it's possible Miriam dies 38 years ago,
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Aaron
1: dies 38 years later, right? We just don't know what the time frame is. That changes to me. The narrative. Mm-hmm. If Miriam dies early, which she still would be exceedingly old over, over the years of 80?
4: Yeah, I see what you're saying. Right? Yeah.
1: Then it's, it's all real quick. quick. Textually, it is real quick. Mm-hmm. Right. But is Numbers 20 some sort of great summary mm-hmm. of the pain mm-hmm. that they had endured? Right. Um, and no
4: wonder poor Moses spinning off here, you know? And even if it wasn't that long, I mean, this is the new generation of, of complainers. You know, the older generation had already died off. And he's thinking there's some hope for these new ones. But yet, here they are. The new generation of to, complainers. Starting to... And he's thinking, you know, I just... Will it ever end? Is, is it ever going to end? He loses his sister. He knows him and his brother are about to, you know, be be out. And is it a good excuse? No. But I can... You can feel the that. exhausting. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he's just like, oh my goodness, it's never going to end. <laughs> so... You got to feel a little bit of compassion for him. I feel a lot of compassion yeah. for all three of them. All of them, of them. <laughs> yes. All
1: three of them. Um, of course, Miriam had the earlier episode where she rebelled against Moses, mm-hmm. and you know, dragging
4: he, her poor brother back into it. And,
1: and she gets the leprosy, leprosy. Yeah. and Moses intercedes for her. Uh, that's not the last time you see good things out of her. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then she dies. Yeah. But I,
4: I. And Aaron, there he was with the golden calf. I mean, they all had their. He was still yet, you know a priest, deemed a priest, but yet he's still messed up too. So that's what know.
1: fascinates me. You bring up the golden calf incident, mm-hmm. which he's the primary culprit. Yeah. God doesn't mention that Mm-mm. as why he can't go to the promised land. It's about it's striking about the, rock, the rock. yeah. Which, uh, well, let's save that for the back end. Are we at 30?
3: 28. What a good breaking let's, place.
1: Let's save that for the back end, and we'll start with striking the rock, and, with, uh, and then we'll get to the glory of the Lord again.
0: Okay. You are listening to Under the Water Tower, a ministry of Fellowship Baptist Church located in Marble Falls. We would love for you to join us for worship. Visit our website for worship times at fmf.life. Do you have questions or suggestions on future topics for Under the Water Tower? We would love to hear them. Send us an email to office at fmf.life. If you like what you hear and would like to support this ministry, visit FMF.life slash give. That's FMF.life slash give.
1: So the striking the rock. Joni, say that again.
0: I said Moses strikes
2: the rock too, but then I feel like Aaron gets all of the punishment. It's like when you talk your sibling into doing something and then and then like they get the punishment and you don't, not
1: that that ever happens.
3: The basketball rule.
4: But Moses was in
1: charge. It's the
3: retaliation. It's the, it's the second guy always yeah. gets caught. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so the Moses, is, it, it specifically says in the text that one of the reasons why he's got to die right here is because he's, he's not able to go in the promised land and he struck the rock because mm-hmm. of the business is striking the rock. Yet Moses is the one who struck the rock. It doesn't say Aaron struck the rock, but Aaron clearly was standing there. So, what's Aaron's great big sin?
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, not omission, but of not speaking up. Standing
2: up, saying something. Where mm-hmm. did you? I say complacentness. Com-
3: Complacency. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, complac- complicit. Complicit. Complic- How do you say that word? <laughs> complicit. He Guilty complicit. by association. <laughs> he stood by and Let did not go. stop or speak up. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is huge. Moses almost gets a pass in the sense that he is wound up. Mm-hmm. It is emotional. He has a different burden than Aaron carries. And so the Lord deals, with, the Lord always deals with Moses differently than he deals with anybody mm-hmm. else. He reveals himself. Moses gets to see him pass by. The burning bush issues. He He gets the Ten Commandments. Aaron does not. Moses has a special relationship with the Lord. Aaron does not. But when Moses does lose it, Aaron doesn't stop mm-hmm. him or call him out. Say, whoa, well, whoa. go
4: back to the, the uh, golden calf thing. You know, he was just a yes man there too. So you can already mm-hmm. kind of see his progression through is mm-hmm. that that was just kind of his character. It very was just little temerity. kind of just go yeah. with the, yeah, whoever's leading, just go with it and not really stand It's almost up.
2: like he's has his foot in both worlds. Like mm-hmm. he knows better, but he doesn't do better.
4: I, But I perceive in a very powerful
1: way that um, the punishment I can relate to more Aaron than I can Moses. I I lose my temper. I get angry. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: I'm not really a vibe. I'm not going to strike somebody or strike anything. Mm -hmm. I may say words I shouldn't say. I may get hot-headed. I may get angry, but I'm not. Moses lashing out, I can't relate to. But standing by idly while watching other people make huge mistakes, Mm -hmm. sin, blaspheme, whatever you want to call it, I'm very guilty of that, mm-hmm. of not doing what I should mm-hmm. to help someone else out. Because um, I'm very much a live and let live person. As long as you're not in my sphere, yeah. I'm not. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. really bother
3: you too much.
4: And he was so used to letting Moses be in charge. Maybe he didn't really realize that Moses. Maybe he
3: was <laughs> secretly like, "Yeah, go on, Moses. <laughs> <Come> on, <laughs> this, is this is my cool. big chance. you your cool?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, strike Strike it again, Moses. <laughs> You're on a roll. Mm.
1: <laughs> that's possible. That's <laughs> yeah, do it one more time. What? Third time's a charm, Moses. <laughs> mm. um, but I, so I feel like I can I can live in that spot. So that's where if I preaching pastorally is what I preaching pain. That's not this is not a this is a social responsibility kind of sermon if you crawl in there mm-hmm. into that spot where we stand by and do nothing. Mm-hmm. This is the, I think it's a Bonho- great Bonhoeffer quote. Uh, I think it's Bonhoeffer. Um, when good people stand by and do nothing, mm-hmm. that's when evil mm-hmm. reigns. I think, right. that, I think that's mm-hmm. the quote. I mean, I'm, I'm butchering it terribly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim, you'll have to Google that for <laughs> me and let me know. But it's the idea that when we stand by and don't stop the bad behavior and don't stop that all horrible thing. And so you look at the Holocaust mm-hmm. uh, good people there were lots of good Germans who did not stop it they knew it was going on they didn't stop it they, they were in denial or slavery in this country or civil rights right so the mm-hmm. how many church people did nothing in the 1960s and 50s right they just
2: for civil covered rights? They and just hid and turned.
3: the only necessary for evil to triumph in the world is that good men do nothing that sounds right is it Bonhoeffer no it's not it is Edmund Burke yeah. Paul I'm Hopper should it. have said it
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> He felt He wanted to say it first I'm just saying And I think it's Oh, b- hold on Oh
3: Fact check Edmund Burke did not say that I don't know who and did But Fact check Anyway, carry yeah. on I'll It see.
2: can't be a fact check If you don't actually tell us the facts Well, I just <laughs> saw that
3: headline So
1: <laughs> This is what happens When you Google in real time You just killed <laughs> the vibe <laughs>
2: And it also kind of goes back to what Daryl was saying about the podcast that he listens to about, like, mega churches. Because there's a lot of good people in those churches that stand back and just, um, they let the organization kind of just, you know, Mm -hmm. rot. Because they don't don't stick up for what they know is right out of fear of rejection or fear of losing um, their position or fear of losing, you know, it's all out of self-righteousness.
1: I'm going to piggyback this on one of my favorite uh, things to talk about is Joshua. So Joshua's somewhere around because mm-hmm. later Moses is going to die too. He doesn't get off scot free. He he doesn't get to go in the promised land either. He just maybe
2: Aaron does get out a little easier by dying first
1: with his son. Right? Right. That's kind like of a that's a some. precious moment it in my personal opinion. Moment. that's a very precious moment um, because Aaron and has seen his two sons die at the hands mm-hmm. of God mm-hmm. and.
4: And um, Eli- Eli-
1: Eliezer <laughs> <Eleazar> <laughs> has seen two brothers die at the hands of God. Mm-hmm. And here they are on this mountaintop experience. And he's watching his father die mm-hmm. at the hands of God. It, it, there's a mm-hmm. it's a lot going on mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joshua is somewhere around. And he will eventually be the new Moses figure, right? Moses right. will mm-hmm. put his hands on him and say, you're the leader. Mm-hmm. And when Moses gets finished with his work, he pulls an Aaron. mm mm-hmm. When most, it's one of those things that I cannot explain. It's one of the worst leadership things in the world. And I have it in my house in a positive way. (laughs) Most of you have, many people have it in their house. It's that that Joshua and as for me in my Mm -hmm. house, we will serve the Lord, right? It's that I'll choose this day who you will serve. Mm -hmm. That's at the end of Moses's, (laughs) excuse me, Joshua's run, right? And And he rides off into the sunset. He leaves them to their own devices. He does not give further leadership. He does not appoint a new leader to take. He doesn't do for somebody else what Moses did for him. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I don't care about you. I'm Me and my house, outta we're here. good. <laughs> I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. I, I've had enough. He pulls an errand. He just stands by. And what you see, the result is, when, <laughs> is the book of Judges, <laughs> which is <laughs> the awfulest period in all maybe the history of faith. Uh, that time period of just lawlessness and terribleness because Joshua
2: Cause they don't have a pulls godly leader right
1: Joshua pulls an ear and I know Joshua's a lot of people's hero, a lot of pastors love Joshua um
3: I a lot of
2: pastors th- love David too though I think we do same, a disservice to to a
3: lot of this stuff because we with with the people the stories of the people in the Bible so often we high it's highlighting their worst moments or maybe highlighting some of their best moments and downplay it it's but they're human that this isn't all that makes them who they were and so we like to pick and choose look at how great David was oh yeah that thing with Bathsheba or man Joshua this great leader oh so he left uh, we downplay what we want to downplay sometime rather than kind of realizing they had it all they had the good and the bad Mm -hmm. in 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 them and there was a bigger story going on than trying to emulate a specific person's Lifestyle, so to speak, based on the, the bits and pieces we get to, to, to read in scripture.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. And Moses has it all, and so does Aaron, the good and the, and the really horrible. um So they strike the rock. I'm not done with the rock yet. What happens?
3: Water comes out. Water comes
4: out.
1: Should it have? Now just pause that moment. Should it have? No.
4: <laughs> i'm gonna say no Misty. complaining people and disobedient leaders probably not but he's he's graceful
1: but what would
3: have mercy. happened if he doesn't
4: mm-hmm.
3: they all die. Die. all die yeah a yeah. horrible well, that's day. what they've
4: been wanting right just kill us just here why are we here like <laughs> god was right. plotting to murder them in the first place you know no water for our
2: animals but it wasn't that they it wasn't that they struck the rock twice that they were punished for. It was because that they weren't, they didn't believe. And I think sometimes we get that all twisted. Mm.
1: Say that again.
2: It wasn't that they struck the rock twice that they were punished. It was because of their disbelief.
1: But what did they not believe? Yeah. That God would provide. Mm-hmm. Mm, I, they, they, I think they have every expectation. Water's coming out of that mm-hmm. rock. Okay.
4: Well, they didn't do anything God said. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't do one thing. (laughs) They did everything that He didn't, you know, other than Mm -hmm. grabbing the staff. They did it all.
1: The the language is speak to the rock, and it will yield Yield. its Mm -hmm. its water. Mm -hmm. This idea of speaking gently,
4: hey rock. (laughs) He didn't say lecture the people. We need some. And they he uh, portrayed God as this angry God, you know, and God wasn't. That's not what He said.
1: Ooh. That's a big deal. You Ms. know, elaborate like, on that.
4: God's mad and you rebels and blah, blah, blah. And then, <laughs> you know, but God never said that. He was, that was never his intention.
1: I have preached that exact you know? sermon, three point outline. God's mad, point one. You rebels, point two, <laughs> point three, <laughs> blah, blah, <laughs> blah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah. I, early in my ministry, I, I have notes. Rant here. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. That's the, the, the whole idea. I, th- I think that there is a sense in which you're exactly mm-hmm. right. God doesn't say lecture them and, right. c- and give them a brow beating. Mm-hmm. But Moses wants to. And how much in church life do, do we, we give people a brow beating yeah. and a beating over the head about how awful they are when what God's wanting to show them is the it's grace something. of water from yes, a rock?
4: absolutely. Uh, I Moses feel like it, made it about himself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he yeah. said, that's what I said. He said, we bring water for you. Not he, the Lord, And he but doesn't we, mean me and God. He means being me <laughs> Aaron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. -hmm.
1: Completely concur. Mm -hmm. So, how much water comes out of this
3: rock?
4: Enough Uh, enough to to feed a lot.
3: I mean, cure a lot of people's thirst abundantly. And And for how long?
4: And it doesn't say.
3: See, that's again. How long are they there? Mm -hmm. Well, you had me read that one um, guy who Kugel, James Kugel, who had an interesting (laughs) uh, take on it. Who who he believes, and I don't I don't know who this guy is. You'd have to elaborate on that. But as a theologian or whatever, he's a
1: great reader of the Bible. I did almost never agree with his um, conclusions uh, because he doesn't come up with the faith, same faith commitments I do. But he reads the Bible in a very interesting way. Well,
3: he had a very interesting take that that based on his research and certain contextual evidences, he said there would would be the consideration that the rock might have even been mobile, Mm -hmm. like it wasn't just this face Mm -hmm. of of a cliff where the rock is coming like a waterfall, but it's Mm -hmm. like, I guess this rock that they could have literally carried around Mm -hmm. with them that that produced water, and Mm -hmm. I thought that was an interesting visual Mm -hmm. image of this rock on the back of a donkey just going around, (laughs) it's got a tap, constant (laughs) tap on it, (laughs) (laughs) it just... (laughs) Like a water jug at a football <laughs> game. But, but, but,
1: again, there's nothing in the text that says that it could have been right, right, right. Right. So that mm-hmm. it,
3: Again, was, that would just be that much more of a God thing. I mean, because... Please don't ever say that. it again.
4: I was wondering if you were going to catch him on that. <laughs> you said God thing. Is that, <laughs> that bad? They don't that's, say that. That's,
3: that's, oh, that's, that's uh, Sorry.
4: Well, like Joni, too. I think a lot Trey of it harder. boiled down <laughs> to unbelief. And they just didn't care at that moment. I think they're, they were just done at that point.
1: So We've got all their livestock and all the people. I mean, maybe a million it could maybe a hundred let's just take the lowest Either possible way, number yeah. it's a hundred thousand people right? That's that's a lot of water. a lot of people if it's two hundred people they're gonna it's a lot of water mm-hmm. is it a stream is it flowing i mean there, there's a lot going on, and then of course, there's one the,
2: cup that's gross. That's you gross. think with their hands? I don't know what's happening. For a hundred thousand people to stand in line, one, two, like three—that's enough class for me. At the
3: water fountain. I don't
1: think it's that's a water. I think it begins to like <laughs> the floodgates of the deep, it's like water a little com- river. More like a water hydrant filling up a pond. Oh. That's how I, I view mm-hmm. it coming. Um, that aspect of it, and of course, that I'm, would make more sense. Then there's the hermeneutical <laughs> aspect. The Fishbeck, when he preached the sermon, did a great job on. Pauline equivalency that I mean Paul comes around and says that the rock was Christ mm-hmm. so that 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 Moses strikes the rock, takes us to Good Friday. Mm-hmm. Jesus was stricken and smitten, and what came from him the water and the blood. John makes a huge deal about that threefold witness, right? So the water and the blood when he's uh, that's just a fascinating aspect to me of Christ being the fulfillment of that. And just like Misty points out, all his raids, they don't do anything that God says. That's us. Mm -hmm. We are sinners. We are the rebels. And uh, Christ has been smitten and struck by us, by our sin, Mm -hmm. yet we receive the water graciously Mm -hmm. and we live. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a theological sermon. Mm -hmm.
4: And the twice hitting it twice. You know, God is sufficient, like the first time. (laughs) So hitting it twice is like God didn't hear, you know, his first time doesn't work when, you know, Jesus went to the cross one time. His death was one time.
1: Oh, Jeff never thought about that. So what's the time delay on that? Does he hit it once and nothing happens? He looks around.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Hits it again. Mm-hmm. I mean, was there like a, a five-minute delay a, to come back the next hour and hit I it again? I just
4: picture him hitting it twice. Real just fast. Just because out of anger, yeah, and he's just ticked off. I
1: wish you guys could see the <laughs> motions that Fishback <laughs> just made. He, he,
4: I felt the air. He, <laughs> he
1: looked kind of like, uh, you know, Dwayne Johnson uh. the Rock fighting <laughs> off the bad guys. The His other watch rock.
4: was like, you completed a workout. <laughs> yeah, he did. He and did. he says, because you did not believe in me to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel. Um Because Moses ultimately made the Lord look bad. Like God couldn't take care of this with just words, right? There needed to be actions to that. I think that that, you know, the Lord's like, wait a minute, you know, like Moses doubted. You can Mm. only do this with words. I got to there. We got to have more than just that. Well oh, I agree. You And all you. of it's just doubt and just the the unbelief of it all. I think is just was very insulting to the Lord. Mm.
2: And I feel like God had this moment that was, you know, I'm providing for you, and it's beautiful and it's special. It's a God moment. And then, and then <laughs> is wait, that a no-no? A God thing. A God <laughs> God thing. <laughs> 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 and then, you know, yeah, it was messed it all was, up. Yeah, yeah, he made it all about himself.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. And so do all we. All about himself. So do we. So now let's go back to the glory of the Lord. This is where Misty was at. So how would you preach the glory of the Lord? What verse was it you wanted? Eight?
4: Uh, Six. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Now Moses has seen this. uh, Aaron, this glory is, they know what this glory is. Mm -hmm. It appears to them. What level would you take the the glory of the Lord in this entire chapter? Is there Mm -hmm. glory at every place when Miriam dies? At the rock? With Edom saying no, is there is mm-hmm. the Lord being glorified and Edom saying no? I think so. And then the death of Aaron, mm-hmm. uh, the Lord's presence on the mountain.
4: Mm-hmm. He never leaves us, you know, and I think we can find that glory in every situation in our lives, no matter what. So you know, was it a glory was
1: it a, it a a demonstration of God's power or a demonstration of God's comfort that His glory showed up to Moses and Aaron at that this time of trial?
4: I think maybe both, maybe a little bit of both.
1: Okay. So when the glory of the Lord, when you think about that in our world today, I mean, I've never, I've never experienced the the cloud, right? I've mm-hmm. never, I've never been able to, had to stop preaching or doing communion or prayer in church because the cloud drove me out. Right. But is that, is the glory still there? Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. so?
4: Um, well, you think back, you know, at the, at the Ark of the Covenant and at the, at the tabernacle, when they, the, pres, you know, they had to literally take it apart and put it together each time it was time to, you know, the Lord told them to get up and move, they had to move. No matter that was two days or, you know, four months, they had to continually look to him for everything and how we should be still that way today, you know. And I think that is his true glory, is just his comfort and his protection and all of it when we continue to depend on him for everything.
1: Mm. I agree with that. I think that the glory of the Lord is present in the everyday mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. What God showed Moses and Aaron here in this moment is his, He's always been there. Right. right. He. It's not like He pulls back. Right. The. For me also, I go to John one. Right. Uh, that great prologue. It talks about Jesus coming in the flesh, and we beheld His glory. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the exact phrase. So Jesus coming in the flesh is the glory of the Lord appearing to us Mm -hmm. in the same kind of way, uh, which is powerful. And then, of course, the Holy Spirit Spirit, at Pentecost coming and dwelling among us in that same way, fulfilling, coming full circle. Mm -hmm. It's not the tabernacle on the temple. It's It's the the human beings. It's the people. We are the nuts and bolts Mm -hmm. of the church age today.
3: Well, and maybe maybe it was a a bigger reminder to them, here I go, (laughs) of their why um Because it could get, you can get so caught up in we need food, we need water, we need to drink, we need to survive, and forget we're trying to get this new generation to the Promised Land. Mm-hmm. There's there's a bigger arc going on here, and they're starting to realize this new generation's got some of the same temperament and grumbling mm-hmm. as this. Are they going to get stranded out here? We're going to be stuck in this cycle even longer, and and maybe that r- reality of when something is bigger than just you oh yeah this is this is god doing so, a work that we're participating with and and it kind of gives you a humility and a a sense of this is bigger than me i can't do this mm-hmm. and and i think those moments where god reminds us oh yeah mhm you are here right. you are yeah. So
1: you keep talking about generational aspects, and i <coughs> I think about generational aspects all the time, especially as I get older and I think about how my my role is the preparation of the next um, b- but then I start thinking here, Moses and Aaron's death we only think of it punitively, mm-hmm. they did something wrong they don't get to leave and I think that's true the Bible says that, but their wrong behaviors. Are emblematic of their inability and disqualification to lead the next generation. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that that's the that's the why. Mm-hmm. It's not that they did something wrong. It is it showed that they would not have the ability to lead the next right. generation. They they didn't have the skill set necessary because they were so rooted in the past. Mm-hmm. Moses would never be able to look those young folks in the eye who now you know forties mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, in the eye in and give them. Guidance and direction, because he will always have one foot in Pharaoh's right. court, mm. at the Red Sea, at the golden calf, in the basket, in the basket. <laughs> <laughs> Got one foot Go in the basket, <laughs> one foot in the basket, one foot on the Red Sea. You know that's. Um, so you get the actually that'll preach
3: <laughs> the um,
1: the the nature of where he's headed. He can't lead them, mm-hmm. and neither can Aaron. Mm-hmm. Aaron will never be able to get over the golden calf, mm-hmm. or. A, a half dozen other things. Yep. It's going to take someone who doesn't have that past. The older we get, the more we define ourselves by our past, and that hinders us from going into the future. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about my role generationally, is I struggle to sh- shred off my, shred? <laughs> shed. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm shredding right. it. Complicit. Uh, Complicit. I struggle to shed my past, because my own hang-ups are mine, and my kids don't have them. Mm-hmm. They just don't have the same hangups. And and I think that that's an important thing when looking at the, the nature of mm-hmm. God's glory is present mm-hmm. in that he is doing his work even when it feels painful, painful. Yeah. and mm-hmm. productive. We're mm-hmm. just going in circles. No, he's still doing mm-hmm. his work. Uh, he's preparing the next people for what they're going to do. Yep. And I think that's an important recognition in this text.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And what, how bittersweet, though. You know, I know at the end, Moses. I mean, Aaron dies, and they walk down, and when the people see that Aaron's not there and that his son is dressed in his clothing, but I don't know. I feel like that's almost a bittersweet moment right there. That they're that's the best
1: word. Bittersweet, know, for real,
4: yeah.
2: I wonder if they fit perfectly, or if Aaron, if like, um, yeah, Where all bagging off of him and him and <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like too I mean, small? Just <laughs> maybe no like too just trying to fit <laughs> into, you know, the would,
1: the would have never thought of that, but <laughs> okay,
2: the past leaders' <laughs> shoes, but, you know, uh-huh. daddy's
1: hands. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <Please>. the the, <laughs> no. the the use of the the language the the, the 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 divestment of Aaron mm-hmm. of the clothes, then mm-hmm. the investment in eleazar that moses oversees and and for me eleazar this is this is um what a moment Mm -hmm. i'm now the high priest so there's joy there's fear there's sadness daddy's dead Mm -hmm. i mean all of these different coming down the mountain not Mm -hmm. about not a dry house this is this is powerful Mm -hmm. stuff yeah um three go up Mm -hmm. two two come come down. down Now compare that to Moses' death, right? Yeah. Moses goes up alone. Mm-hmm. Eleazar does not go up with him. Yeah. Joshua does not. Yeah. Uh, to a certain place, and Moses goes off, and the Lord does the dying. Excuse me, the Lord does <laughs> the killing and the burying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I oh, mean, uh, just... Moses' is, Moses's death is um, ethereal to me mm-hmm. because the the Lord takes him, digs the hole, Conducts the service, covers the whole back up. It's mm-hmm. just a one, one uh, presence funeral. Mm-hmm. Yet it's probably mm-hmm. the most glorious ever. Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: but you can see how the Lord up, um, deals with them differently because of their leadership. You know, it's, it's, it was different with them. That first
1: generation, mm-hmm. Miriam, Aaron, yeah. and Moses, it was always going to be different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No one ever spoke with the Lord the same mm-hmm. way. and It was yeah. never that way again. Yeah. David has his moments. David has his moments. Mm-mm-mm. We know right? this. Um, uh, Samuel, mm-hmm. right, the, during the, the pre-monarchy. Then you get the issues of um, the later prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel. They have their moments, but it's never like, this. That, yeah. This sweet communion mm-hmm. and almost Intimate. like a, it's almost like a four person leadership mm-hmm. team. God, Moses, Aaron, and Miriam. Yeah. Um, it's very, very interesting. Where are we at on time, Fishback?
3: 53 minutes. Uh, to is, is there anything to else?
1: Hour. This was all just bonus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: It's, it's bonus, good stuff.
1: Bonus, bonus. No. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks for listening to this bonus edition of the podcast. Kelly's going to give you some important information on the way back. We have not decided what we're going to do next, when we're going to do next, but I'm pretty sure we'll do something next. If you have any ideas, Jim, <laughs> let us know. Let Joe. us know. We're, we're, we're perfectly happy with uh, with uh, entertaining those because we, we just enjoy doing this. We're glad you like listening. Uh, be safe out there and have fun. Bye. Bye. See you later.
0: Thanks so much for listening to Under the Water Tower, a podcast dedicated to honest discussion of the Bible. To donate to this ministry, just go to fmf.life slash give. That's fmf.life slash give. Just a reminder to subscribe to Under the Water Tower on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That way you'll never miss an episode. Help us to spread the word about our podcast by talking about it and sharing it on your social media. Thanks again for joining us. On behalf of Under the Water Tower, I'm Kelly Trapane.